is up? My name is Bria Wanamaker. I'm a registered psychotherapist, a speaker, a personal trainer, and I'm obsessed with the mind-body connection and the effects that chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and our lifestyle patterns have on our mental and physical well-being. Through this podcast, it's my goal to help empower you with the knowledge, skills, and wisdom to fuel your body, mind, and soul. This is called the Better Bodies Podcast in an effort to help us learn how to have better bodies. And what that means to me is to have more energy, be less fatigued, exhausted, and burnt out, and to help us develop more love and connection toward ourselves and with others versus the old narrative of hustle and grind culture and building better bodies that are simply for aesthetic purposes. In this podcast, you can expect to hear some solo episodes from me, and I'll also bring on guests who will share their expertise and life experiences to help us participate fully in our daily lives. Welcome. Let's dive on in. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Better Bodies Podcast. And I just want to start off by saying that if you are going through something Maybe you're even not going through a big change or or life event or milestone or trauma or experience. Maybe you are under chronic stress and it just feels like you've been going through this for a long time Um, or it feels never ending. I just want to invite you for a second to pause whatever you're doing, unless you're driving, please focus on that and take a deep breath in and out and know that you are seen know that all of your hard work your efforts your work towards your career your role as a parent your work as you know a friend um and keeping in connection with your friends and being loyal to others and and as a helpful family member and and whatever you are working towards know that you're seen and that all of your hard work in those areas will not go to waste even though it feels like at times it isn't being acknowledged or valued or appreciated and then you know we kind of flip that around and um and internalize it and we're like okay well me as a person i'm not um valued appreciated and acknowledged um, when really, you know, if we're just, if we're interacting with other people or, or going through things are, there's so much, so many other things at play. So please just remember that whatever you're going through, I don't want to say it will get better because I don't know the situation you're in. I don't know when you're going to come out of it, but I do want you to know that you are supported and you are held. And I really hope that you feel that. And I really do hope for you that it gets better. And not just that the situation gets better, I guess, but that you get stronger and that you are able to be more equipped to handle life and things that it throws at you and that you recognize this in yourself. I think that's the biggest thing is we feel like we are beaten down by all these situations 
but it's so important to look back on the amount of growth that we've had and how we've been able to navigate and move through different situations. So first of all, I just want to commend you on that. And I want to tell you that you're seen and yeah, take a deep breath in, relax your body, shoulders down and back, chest up tall, work out any kinks in your neck. Roll your shoulders backward, open up your chest, releasing tension in your hands, your toes, relaxing your stomach, your lower back, releasing your hips, and diving into today's episode all about somatic experiencing. So. From here, I want to ask you, how do you feel in your body right now? What do you feel going on? And let's just take a second and pause here. Good, so take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth and actually diving in. like. Thinking of this room, your head, (laughs) being in your head in this room. That's usually how we walk around. We're always thinking, analyzing, we're always in our heads. Um, And then I want you to, I have my hands out to the side right now and I'm (laughs) visually like closing them in on one another, like my bringing my fingertips together and pushing them down through my front like in toward my face and then pushing them down to the ground as in like we are expanded in this room in your head you're overthinking and bringing things together collapsing and coming inward is what we want to do right now so diving into how you're actually feeling in your body going inward Okay. And you can do that too with your hands if that feels really good. So holding them out to the side, bringing your fingertips together, and then pushing them down toward the ground. And just to have that visual of big breath out, we are expanded and we're coming inward for a moment because as much as we are driven by community and relationships and interacting with others in the environment around us, it is also really important to focus internally on us as an organism and us as a being. So take a second to just see how you as the organism are doing and notice what you're feeling rather than the experience of life as a whole. So for example, yesterday I went paddleboarding and stand up paddleboarding and um so i was trying to like really be present and grounded and i'm like looking around i'm like oh the weather's so nice i think i probably repeated that like a billion times to myself because that was like an effort to get myself to be like present in the moment and enjoy what i was doing i'm like oh it's so beautiful out oh the sky is blue da, 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 da. but it wasn't until i was like okay bria like feel your body that i realized how I was actually feeling and that I was able to actually enjoy the moment. So that was really neat. And in that, like, it's not always good. Like we're, um, when we're looking around and making observations of the world around us, um, 
our brain tries to create a story around these things. You know, why? Our brain wants to know why and just have a story behind things. So like when I was in my head, I was, and just using my visual senses, I'm like, oh, it, it looks beautiful out. And my brain's creating a story behind that. You know, oh, it's, it's summer. You should be enjoying this. You should be out in the sunshine. This is what you should be doing because of all these expectations that we have been taught. But when I felt into my body, it wasn't, there was no story behind it. It was just like, oh, the arches of my feet hurt. So I adjusted how I was standing and I was like, oh, my lower back hurts. <laughs> so I needed to like bend my knees a little bit, get into an athletic stance. And um, what else helped me to check in? Mm, just it made me more aware of the sounds. Like I could hear the sound of the water as I stroked with the paddle. And that was really lovely as well, just to incorporate all senses about what what experience you're going through rather than you know rushing through things and had I not taken that time although it's not the same as saying like oh like I'm so happy the sky is blue instead I tuned in and I was like ow like my feet hurt and my back hurts right now but I was able to make the adjustments necessary that I needed to enjoy the rest of my time out there and to make sure that I wasn't sore from doing that activity today so it really did enhance the experience just by tuning into those um, small things and getting attuned with my own needs. So I think that that's a really important practice. And so what somatic experiencing is, is a type of therapy where you, you work with a practitioner and they help you to tune into your body because we always have this big disconnect, right? And specifically somatic experiencing works uh, with trauma and I'm all for it in terms of working with big T's, little T's, like in terms of everyone's got trauma. It doesn't just have to be the big, massive um, events that are, you know, tragic and life changing. And it can be anything that you've really experienced as significant in your life or that's had an impact on you and your personality and how you interact with the world. And so somatic experiencing therapy looks at regulating our nervous system. I was going to say calming the nervous system. That's why I paused for a sec there, but it's more on regulating the nervous system. And why I always go first to like, oh, let's calm the nervous system is because I am a naturally anxious person, but I do obviously know that there are other people who are more naturally on the depressive side of their symptoms. So versus I on the more anxious, like if we're looking at fight or flight that our nervous system activates, um, I would be more on the terms of the flighting, <laughs> flighting, <laughs> fleeing and fighting end of things. And maybe someone who has more depressive symptoms um, would be on the freeze end of things, you know. Um, so looking at that in terms of somatic experiencing and regulating our nervous system, someone with depressive symptoms, maybe they're struggling with uh, low motivation, procrastinating different things. Maybe you have trouble getting out of bed. Um, maybe everything seems like a chore. Um, maybe you 
have a lot of moments of grief throughout the day or throughout your week. Um, and I guess a better word than grief is what I'm trying to think of is hopelessness. Like it just seems like you're in a pit, a slump, you are stuck. There's a lot of resistance in your life and things aren't getting any better. And you also don't foresee them as getting any better or, uh, you don't see change as easy or something that's possible for you. Maybe you feel like it's possible for other people and, for those on the more anxious side of the spectrum. And of course you can have both at the same time. Um, but, um, I feel like most people have a tendency toward being, you know, hyper regulated or under-regulated, like nervous system wise, um, hyper or hypo we'll go with that. Um, that's a better way of saying it. So, and maybe if you're on the more anxious side of things, you have trouble, I don't know, maybe you have trouble sleeping um, just because you get activated at night. Uh, Maybe you are irritable or grouchy or snappy with other people um, just because like you're so hypervigilant of everything going on. You're like almost in this overstimulated state all the time so it feels overwhelming it feels like you can't possibly um attend to your needs and everyone else's needs at once and also live life and enjoy and get things done so both um ends of the spectrum are quite painful because we're dysregulated and our bodies like to be in homeostasis. Uh, we like to be in balance. And of course we are equipped for, you know, to react in acute ways, um, for brief stints of stress. Uh, but we have really created a a society where we are in states of chronic stress. Even if you look at it, like in terms of schooling and just like, um, like how long is, how long is an acute, uh, stressor supposed to be? Because like, if you are someone who is like going to college or whatever, like that's a minimum of like a year, if you're getting a diploma or, um, a couple years for a certificate, four years, if you're getting an undergrad and then more for higher education. So it's just looking at that in itself, education as one system, um, that is already, you know, longer than an acute period of time. We've already signed ourselves up for, um, chronic stress. And then after that, it's, you know, are you getting a job after? Are you in a job that you like? Are you in a contract temporary position? Do you have to work your way up? So there's so many different ways in which we can experience, um, stressors. And so somatic experiencing looks at closing the gap in, um, in the trauma response. So animals in the wild, they regulate their nervous systems after a threatening event or after an acute stressor, right? Like I was just talking about, we're equipped 
for more acute stressors, but not necessarily to sustain long-term chronic stress. So animals in the wild after an acute stressor, threat, whatever it is, they move their body. They shake, like you've even seen your dog or your cat get up um, like after a nap and they stretch right away. Dogs shake it out. Um, when they're like switching different environments, um, maybe they're rubbing their faces on the ground, whatever it is. And then if like, that's, I said animals in the wild and then switch to household pets, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, um, there have been many studies done on animals in the wild, uh, that show that after, um, a stressful event, they will do something to close that trauma loop versus humans. We don't necessarily do that. I mean, how many times, and like there are different ways, I guess we do it, but I was going to say, how many times have you like driven on the highway and seen an accident and, or like seen a car that's in really bad shape? Um, and I'm sorry if this is triggering to anybody, I just want to put that out there. Um, we're not going to talk about this anymore, but just as a brief example, um, how many times do you see that and then not do anything about it after, except be like, Oh my God, yikes. Or like, I hope they're okay. Or maybe you talk to somebody about it or text somebody about it and be like, Oh my gosh, like, crap, I'm going to be in traffic for the next three hours or something like that. But there, we have all these events in our lives that can be potentially triggering and traumatic to us. And we don't do anything to close that loop. You know, we aren't, um, doing the shaking or moving our bodies or burning off that sometimes physical arousal that comes when the cortisol and adrenaline and noepinephrine, our stress hormones, are released into our bloodstream. We aren't doing anything with them except for letting them sit there and having our bodies process that eventually. And that's how we can get into that really stuck feeling. Um, so this is this is extremely important in terms of recovering from traumas and healing yourself um, from big T's, little T's. And it's an essential piece, yeah, like of the healing journey. And this might even mean looking back into your childhood, your upbringing, um, and what were things like for you and sometimes we get really stuck even in past events from when we were younger. So basically with somatic experiencing therapy, practitioners interact with you from the bottom up versus top down. So really taking things into the body first and how we are feeling and how our bodies are experiencing the world versus, you know, how do you feel about that? How, what do you think about this? What do you think this means? And that would be like the top-down approach, like starting from your brain and, uh, trying to, you know, deduce your problems and what's going on in that way. So this is a really, really neat way of looking at things. And it would be so great if, we all 
like took a moment daily, like we did at the beginning of today's podcast to check in, what am I feeling right now? And also, you know, first of all, you don't have to do anything about it, but what if you could do something about it right then and there in that moment? What if that sense of overwhelm and that feeling of, I can't do this, I can't handle this, and then there's that nervous system arousal. So let's say, okay, I'm babbling. Let me just like come back. Alrighty. So <laughs> that nervous system, either hyper arousal or hypo arousal, like the depressive or the anxious systems, we all have these big to-do lists. So let's say we look at this to-do list and you're like, I can't do this. I feel overwhelmed. I can't handle this, all that stuff. And then then because of those thoughts, those feelings, whatever's going on for you, your nervous system goes into either the shutdown, the hypo arousal, or maybe you go into overdrive and you are that other side hyper arousal. So maybe you are like, you see your to-do list and you're like, I can't do this. I literally can't handle this. I, I don't want to. I'm watching Netflix for the next six hours and I'm going to take a nap on the couch and I am going to scroll on my phone, but I'm also not going to text anybody back. I will be on my phone the whole entire time, but I'm not going to reach out, connect with anybody. I don't have the space for that. Don't have the capacity for it. Um, if that's hypo for you, Maybe you're on the hyper end and you're like, I can't do this. I literally can't handle any of this. So I'm going to try and do it every single thing at once because that's the only way I can feel love and appreciation. And if I get this shit done, you know, I will be worthy. Then I can rest, then I can sit down, then I can feel good, then I can feel safe, right? That is what we truly want is to feel safe and secure. So what if before we hit those extremes and it is that time when the overwhelm comes up and you tap in before that nervous system, either hyperarousal or hypoarousal is triggered. I have butchered that every time I've said that hyper hypo. Anyway, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, what if you tap in in that moment that is the moment of intervention and that's when you check in and say what am I feeling in my body right now and you pause for a sec and it's like oh my god I feel really really tired (laughs) it's like oh my god I feel like I can cry right now oh my God, I actually don't want to do this task. I actually don't want to sit at the computer for the next two hours. I need to go outside for a walk. Whatever it is that comes up for you, acknowledge it. Maybe you're living a life where it's not flexible enough or whatever it is that you can't do that right now, but at least you've sat with what your body needs and trusted that you have the wisdom inside you about what needs to happen next um, versus just acting on autopilot. Okay. So that is my homework for you over the next little bit is do that check-in. How am I feeling in my body right now? 
And not just in those moments of overwhelm or feeling like I can't do this, even in those little moments of stuckness, even in moments of decision-making, you know, should I go to this baby shower? Should I not go to this baby shower? Sitting with that. And how does that feel? Do I want to have eggs for breakfast? Do I want a yogurt granola parfait? Sitting with that, what does each one feel like for you? And just really learning to tap into the body like that because that is the start of how we use somatic experiencing, feeling our emotions from the body to heal the rest of us and impact how we view the world. And I will go more into detail on somatic experiencing another time, but for now, start there and I wish you good luck and we'll chat soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this podcast, you know, you're picking up what I'm putting down. It would mean the world to me if you gave it a rating, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, because that helps other people get connected with the show and take in this information as well. And another great way that you can share uh, is by taking a screenshot of the episode on your phone, sharing it on social media, on your Instagram stories, and tag me in it so that we can get connected and chat more about this. I would love to hear your feedback and to see if there's any information that you want to know more about or guests that you think would be great to hear from on the show. So as always, fuel up my loves and we will chat again soon. Bye.